You are listening to Idget Cast, Season 8, Episode 4, Bitten. Close on the tail of their suspect, Sam and Dean bust into an apartment to find two dead bodies and a laptop queued up to some disturbing video footage. joined by our other expert, Annie. Hello. And uh, down in New Orleans, we've got our newbie, Yvette. Hey, y'all. And I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. Hi. And as uh, Bianca said, we're here to discuss Bitten. Bitten. It bites. Is that a rating spoiler? Oh, no, Simply put, um, yeah, it seemed it seemed like uh, as we were saying off pod just a second ago, it seemed like maybe the uh, maybe the boys got a week off more or less. That's yeah. nice to take a nice little break. Yeah, everybody needs a vacay. So I mean, I know that they shoot that when, when when Jensen directs an episode, they shoot a bunch of episodes before it. So he they or they shoot it before a bunch of episodes. So even though that was uh, episode three, they shot it first in the season, that kind of thing. And maybe they had something else going on for this one. Oh, uh, I guess that makes sense production-wise to kind of give everyone a chance to catch up. Yeah. So, I don't know. Should we get into this summary? Yeah. Summary provided yes. to us by Annie. Thanks, Annie. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Let's see how that goes. Well, I looked at the Supernatural Wiki one, and I think we'd be here forever. <laughs> <laughs> so it helps, Definitely. All right. Sam and Dean break into a house with blood on the walls and a covered body on the floor. Dean unplugs an iPod left on repeat. Sam notices a laptop with a sticky note that says, Play me. They hit play and a video starts with the words, This should never have ended this way. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, what were yeah. you guys anticipating as newbies? I guess, well, I guess people heard... <laughs> People heard what you thought on the new <laughs> Yeah, right when I right when we saw that, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I was, I, I, I guess I sort of semi predicted that it was all going to be. I didn't know that it was all going to be the footage from the laptop, but yeah, at, at, right at first I was like, oh, we're going to see a bunch of footage from the laptop first or something like that. I forget exactly what I said last week, but it did say something yeah, I think, like that. I think a lot of us were guessing like some type of found footage e thing. Yeah, but I, so. didn't, I didn't think it was going to encompass the whole... The majority of the yeah, episode? I didn't think that. This is, like, an overall point, but I wish that it would have been done, like, better, like, more, like, found footage style. Like, mm-hmm. the like towards the end, it just was, like, insane, because there was, like, cameras everywhere, and, like, the camera angles kept changing, and it didn't really make any sense that there would be, like, six different cameras at any given time. So I wish yeah. they would have just gone with it. I mean, they definitely, they definitely either um, dialed down their camera resolution or used actual handheld cameras for the footage. Mm-hmm. It was not quite their full-on cameras. It wasn't crisp enough, yeah. I think possi- quite possibly those handhelds they were using were the ones. I mean, they, they were... Uh, I think one of them was a Sony HD cam, mm-hmm. but prosumer-level mm-hmm. HD cam. Has anyone done a found footage like iPhone movie yet? Uh, I don't know if they've done a, a found footage iPhone movie. I know that there's movies that they've actually shot on iPhones as a stunt. Right. Yeah. I watched. Well, I watched Tangerine, and that was all filmed on an iPhone. Um, but that's the, like I'm like it seems like that's got to happen at some point, right? Like. Yeah. Everybody's got an iPhone. Somebody's got to piece it together into a horror film. Yeah, it's good. it makes a lot more sense than some of the. I mean. Because at least the cell phone, you know, once you start it recording, if you've uh, got enough memory in the thing, if you forget to stop it, it'll keep rolling. Right. Makes a little more sense than uh, than the, those other cameras, I don't mm-hmm. know, where you're actually, like, holding it and pointing it all the time. 
Yeah, it was kind of silly how, like, at the end, werewolf, I mean, werewolf girl, like, was looking at herself with, I was like, why is she doing that? Why would you be doing that? Distraught distraught werewolf girl was still holding it and focusing on the mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or setting it down so that it's still looking at her as she's looking elsewhere. And then (laughs) setting it, and then moving it and setting it down in a different corner of the bathroom, and then back to that first (laughs) corner, and then back to another corner of the bathroom. (laughs) Either that or it was all, uh, what's-his-name's creepy uh, bathroom bathroom cameras. <laughs> God, surveillance. Bathroom yeah. cams we're getting tapped into. Yeah. <laughs> now, Paul, did you take, like, I remember an like intro to video hmm. production class. Do you remember that? Did sure, there was one, one that was studio and there was one that was just, yeah. And, and I remember making really horrible videos for ours, was, ours was pretty good oh no I, I i'm trying to remember if we did anything with video i can't remember if i did a horrible video or not i mean we did the horrible studio studio camera projects yeah no not the studio like you you took uh remember that one guy and the you could you could rent equipment his name was tracy yeah and you'd rent equipment. yeah that's where we we rented i remember renting film camera like that wasn't that class so i can't remember Maybe you didn't take it. Maybe it was gone by the time you got there. Because we did video production in the studio, and then we did films. We did both fictional and non-fiction films, but that was film. Really? Yeah. Because, no, we did video, and it was crappy, too. It was oh, but the, oh, the film was definitely crappy. We had the uh, we had the uh, that Russian ingenue. Oh, yeah. And uh, that one, you had to... Uh, you had to thread the film a certain way so you weren't shooting through the backing, but it was really like awkward to do. Uh-huh. And then, then there was the the one that we did with the one roll that we shot that we uh, we we didn't we couldn't tell whether the film was actually threaded in there or not oh. properly. So we shot a good portion of a day, and then we were like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if that's you know. It seems like we should be running out of film now, and it still says we got a lot of film left. So we cracked it open and pulled out the 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 uh, the, the finished reel, uh-huh. and we were just like. Pfft, Oh, hey, here's... Okay, that's $10. That's $20. That's $30. That's $40. Oh. And it was all on there. Oh, I'm so sorry, but... We got some good stuff, though. Did we you? went to that... We went We went over to the uh, the food service building that was under construction and, like, shot a guy tied to a chair through a, through a, a hole in the wall. It was like a, a sledgehammered hole in the wall. It was all, like, destroyed-looking room, and it was really cool. Cool. We didn't do anything like that. Ours was just bad. It was a music video, I think. I can't remember what we shoot. What we were shooting to the music of. No. All right. Anyways, I was a film student like these guys. But I don't think they were. <laughs> so you totally, re- you completely get what they're doing. You just brought your video camera to the bathroom with you. Well, the time went. back in the day, we we didn't have uh, we didn't have our own stuff for the most part. No. Video cameras weren't cheap enough. It wasn't. And the film cameras were obviously, uh, you know. Shooting film is is your sil- silver costs a lot more than rust. So, yep. <laughs> so shooting all that shooting all that uh, actual film costs a, a fair amount. You don't just keep rolling on that. But yeah, the the rule of thumb for a video camera shooter is always keep rolling. I suppose, but it was. And film student Brian definitely does that. They all did that. <laughs> Keeps filming and filming and filming. Even if. Uh, two thirds of your household is dead. Keep filming. <laughs> I, I guess that was only one th- one third at the time. She was filming herself in the mirror. I know, but the, there were like some weird cameras. Her in boyfriend there too was dead. That and shouldn't have been there. But yeah. whatever, whatever. We're not gonna nitpick. Should I keep going? Yes. Okay. The film opens. The video opens rather with Brian, a film student, and his friend Michael, film filming cute girls. Kate, who comes over to confront them, ends up with flirting with Michael instead. I was that was happened, or was it? Were they presenting it as though she was flirting with them, but she was actually his his girlfriend the whole time? No clue. I don't I think, think they knew they each met. other. Yeah, that's that's their me cute. Yeah, and things just escalated really quickly. Uh, yeah, I guess that that happened like days before, probably. That How was do the, you fall in love like that deep that fast? Well, asking. Hey, I'm just saying that that footage was. Much earlier on than the rest okay, of this. Okay, okay, okay. Was Are it all the sure? same day? Well, yeah, because they they ended up moving in together with that in that house. Okay. All right. 
How long do you? So they didn't they just could? live in that house together. I just thought they all lived together already. Like they knew her. Yeah, I like thought I thought she was already. I thought she was already. I thought they were already boyfriend and girlfriend, and they were playing like, "Hey, are you coming over here and flirting with me?" and all that. Yeah, no, because doesn't she it. call her like he? She's like, "Oh, you're a jerk," and he's like, "Sorry, my bad." And yeah, then, well, then, then shortly after that, there's a scene where they're like, you know, your boyfriend doesn't know anything about cameras, and then. She's like, oh, well, my boyfriend's the big tall guy, and then they kiss each other because it's actually her boyfriend all along. That's what I thought. She was like, I'm teaching him. Yeah. So I thought. All right. Yeah. I guess it just wasn't clear. I thought yeah. they were. I thought they were. It seems like half of us thought one thing, and yeah. <laughs> they're acting like they didn't know each other, and then ended up. Uh, both boys like the girl, but she's into. She's into Michael. Is she into Michael? I got mixed up which one is which. Yeah, me too. I don't even remember their names. My, yeah, Michael was baby. Okay, so that's that's her. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up for us. Baby. Yeah, that's Michael. All right, she's hey. into Michael, and there's some angsty tension over this as they continue to conveniently film their developing relationships with the narrative. Yeah, so if if that was all, if this is not all in the same day, then therefore, that was their meet cute, and then we saw more after that. Right. That was my impression, but now I'm wondering. <laughs> well, it probably doesn't matter, to be real. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> One afternoon, the camera is knocked out of Brian's hand as someone runs past and slams into him. Michael almost gets to prove his manliness, but Running Man's friend pulls him away, saying, Come on, I want to see it. He's talking about the dead body back at the dorms. As the kids is this the part where they look like they're going to make out? Or yeah, I was yeah. going to say, this is the homoerotic moment. Yeah, they were, like, real close there. And he even quoted, um, did you catch how he quoted Brokeback Mountain? No. No. No, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does. Damn it. Yeah, I thought it was like that threesome movie with Larflin Boyle. That was horrible. <laughs> 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 and and one of the Baldwins, I forget which. Well, I don't remember either. Other than it was terrible. And it was one of the kids. It was one of the kids from Dead Poet Society, Lara Flynn Boyle, and one of the Baldwins. And they showed it at uh, the Procrastinator Theater on campus. Mm-hmm. And we watched it there. And some some uh, guy in a cowboy hat and cowboy boots was like, you know, they got to the part where they were actually like all together. Mm-hmm. And he stormed out. I was like, "You watched a movie called Frickin' Threesome. What do you think there's going to be a threesome scene? Maybe." You know, he may not have known what that meant. He was hoping for two girls. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wait, there's only two dudes. There's there's two dudes and only one girl. <laughs> Maybe hard to say. I don't remember anybody storming out. Yeah. So, are you sure I was there? Well, I don't know if you were there or not, but there was definitely a guy oh, that stormed okay. out during the uh, during the procrastinator screening of it. Okay. Alright, so they go to look at the dead body. Yes, they go to the dead body. As the kids take in the crime scene, guarded by police, the Impala pulls up behind them. The kids film their interaction with the police, eavesdropping on a witness account of what sounded like an animal attack. Do we know what aliases they used this episode? Uh, yes, they used uh, they used Rose and Hudson, and I just saw it on the Supernatural Wiki that uh, it's Axel Rose and... Uh, and Slash. Slash's name is Soul Hudson. Mm. Sure as hell is. That was my first crush, and I love Slash to this day. He's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's got beautiful hair. <laughs> and he's a dinosaur expert. Is he? I don't know about expert, but... Okay. I was listening to some podcast. Aficionado. I was listening to some podcast where they were like... Uh, is that the dinosaur that's like this or the dinosaur that's like that? Let's call Slash. <laughs> Let's call Slash. Back at the dorm. That's not a dorm. It's a, it's a, it's a apartment, right? Yeah. Their yeah. house. Back like at the I... house. The kids discuss the FBI presence and the song that was playing when they met, the same one on repeat from the beginning. Brian and Michael secretly film Sam and Dean discussing whether there's a case here and a couple making out. The boy gets pushy with the girl and she runs off, leaving Running Man slash Scott to take out his frustrations on Brian and Michael for filming. And every time you see you say Running Man, I picture MC Hammer. <laughs> Someone dancing the Running Man? I do, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep picturing Richard, Richard Dawson. So he says, 
All right, the Brian and Michael split up. Michael runs down an atmospheric jogging path and hears growling. He drops the camera in a convenient position. Convenient. To catch him being pulled away screaming by something growly and strong. Growly. Growly, not crowly. Werewolves. (laughs) Not crowly, growly. By something crowly and strong. Later, Brian finds Michael on the ground, bleeding and bitten, and takes him to Kate for care. As Kate dials 911, Brian announces the bite has mysteriously disappeared. The next morning, Michael wakes up and accidentally rips a door off the wall, trying to open it. The kids discover that he's now super strong and film him doing strong tricks. They wonder whether he was bitten by an alien or a mutant, and if he's now a superhero. He's not. He's he's a werewolf. <laughs> I don't know if the mic caught that. <laughs> It'd be a lot funnier if it did. Sorry. All right. Brian sees a movie project in his friend's new abilities and proposes exploiting his friend for personal gain. Uh, he also proposes getting purposely bitten so he can be a superhero too. Michael vehemently disagrees because this plot needs conflict. <laughs> <laughs> it needed something that's for sure hmm. Sam and Dean knock on the door after the obligatory hide the bong scene that sounds stupid. yeah not a hookah I was like isn't it a hookah that was a bong I'm like no that's a three foot bong oh you know <laughs> like I'm an expert hide the bong scene just sounds sturdier than it is it, it does <laughs> Sam asks if they've heard of anyone being bitten lately Brian films them talking about Mayan gods and discussing whether he might be biting people. Sam's hair flops in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to find that in any supernatural wiki summary. (laughs) (laughs) The kids laugh about Michael being a golden god. Uh, He's not a golden god. That's uh, not true. that's, uh, That's almost famous. No pool for him to jump into off the roof. But he's a golden god. This becomes less funny when Michael grows claws and teeth. Well, extra teeth. Extra teeth. Long teeth. Grows claws and teeth while holding a video camera and staring at himself. In the mirror. Mind you. (laughs) See, okay. Okay. I'm going to digress just a little bit. Okay. I have never understood the take a selfie of yourself in the mirror in the bathroom. I don't understand that. Well, assuming that that they're going toward the naked side of things, then that makes sense. Because you get naked in the bathroom. No. I mean, I don't really see pictures like that, but, like, people take pictures of themselves. I I don't get it. Why would you take a picture of yourself in the bathroom? Because you're going toward the naked side of things. Well, even if you were taking pictures of yourself going towards... Why would you still... I, I just don't see why you would take pictures of You get a better angle bathroom. looking in the mirror than you get an angle holding it out like that. Oh, do you? Well, one, one gets a better angle. So one you gets a better angle. Out, have you? We don't have a mirror big enough to get... He's blushing, by the way. <laughs> That's just the darkness. It's the darkness. It's the surly. Oh, I... Okay, I'm sorry. I don't get it. I'm maybe I'm old and prude. That's fine. Anybody taking bathroom mirror selfies? I see what you I'm mean. Pretty like, sure I have. Yeah, like Darcy, are you saying like why would you keep the phone in the shot that you're taking? Well, it's there's that, and then I just don't. I, I don't know. The I, bathroom is where people have their biggest mirrors. Okay. Yeah, I've definitely done it for like an outfit shot, you know, like, oh my God, y'all look at this cute dress. This is where my full length mirror lives. It's better better than holding it out at arm's length and trying to get any quality camera image. Yeah. You don't have to find your angles. I haven't either. I've ever done that. I haven't either. But But I'm old. So. Yeah, me too. That explained that. All right. Try it out. Maybe that'll be your alternative. Yeah, yeah. that would be your alternative homework. In our, in our old house, we had yeah. larger bathroom mirrors. This house is just a tiny, tiny little yeah, vanity mirror. I, I so we think. wouldn't get anything quality out of that anyway. But. Yeah, the kids can't. Well, I, Fox can see himself in it. Iris has to stand on the toilet to see herself. Right. So we just got to mount it higher and higher as they become teenagers. Or just get a smaller and smaller mirror. <laughs> <laughs> 
changing the medicine cabinet and making it so small. Why do you keep taking your camera in the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) Well, phone. Sorry, I'm I'm proving myself old by calling the camera. Yeah, that's right, old man. That's okay. Yeah, I'm old. Michael tries to cope on his own with ravenous hunger. On his way back from a fast food run, he runs into a gang of campus vigilantes and takes off running uh, running from them. The tough guys take his camera so it can keep rolling while something, presumably Michael, snatches one of them. Well, they were shooting their own camera. Yeah. I don't know. I don't they, know. Were, they were shooting each other like, hey, we're going to be beating there stuff up on campus here. cameras everywhere. I don't know. It's hard to say. Just just roll with it. Yeah, I think it was their camera, but <clears throat> he must have like, he must have eaten them and then grabbed the camera so they could be included into that footage. I don't know. There are some unmotivated camera angles in this no. <laughs> just, to, just so you know, later on there's a lot of unmotivated camera angles. Either that, or they really had the the uh, Brian had that whole place wired up for 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 bathroom bathroom footage. Because there were like four or five angles in there, and some of them were explained by her holding or setting down the camera, but not all of them. Yeah. Unmotivated yeah. camera just, angles. Just, just roll with it. Okay, I'll roll with it. We'll roll with it right into... As Brian and Kate are discussing Michael's changing, Michael interrupts with blood all over him and says he thinks he killed Scott. And of course you keep the footage where you say, I think I just killed someone. (laughs) (laughs) Keep filming while you go into detail. Brian and Kate clean him up and leave to check on the scene of the crime. They find Sam and Dean there talking with police about a kid being ripped apart by an animal, heart ripped out, and mostly yeah <laughs> it was self-defense <laughs> <laughs> in the following confrontation michael loses control and throws brian across the room kate follows kate follows sam and dean around filming their investigation brian starts following them both yeah cuz he's conveniently unhurt from he didn't bruise being... his kidney like I predicted. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have expected his his whole abdomen to be a mass of bruises. He got kicked across the yeah, room and he flew across the he room. He could have like ruptured his spleen. Some cracked ribs, something. Something. He was pretty mobile after that. No, he's fine. Uh, Brian hacks into the camera angles at the diner to film Sam and Dean talking candidly about werewolves and their relationship. As well as they sneak a camera in as well, but uh, yeah. the the black and white footage is from the from the security cams. Because it's so easy to hack into closed circuit TV. Yeah, that's because that's why they call it closed circuit. Well, because it's all it's all in the cloud these days, baby. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but in those days, baby. In those days, not that long ago. It was 2012. Nope, not on the cloud yet. Well, maybe not, it was possibly not on the cloud, but it was definitely where you could, uh, if you had a ca- if you had a security camera that was iPhone enabled, you could get into your feed and watch your feed from your iPhone, especially if there was alarm code going off. Mm. Well, maybe the technology uh, existed, but boy, that would have to be a pretty high end restaurant. Yeah, a high end diner to actually have to that. To have in there. that because. Well, or or, or low end. I mean, there because it, it was either because I mean that that was oftentimes like a like a home security camera where it's like you know I can't afford to have the ADT, but I can have the home security camera that my iPhone can access. Because we had those at the the dry cleaner, but they were. Um, Post circuit on a server. Right. So, I don't know. so when I was like, okay, this was 2012. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that right? Okay, so I was like in grad school, and yes, okay, I worked at a lingerie store, and our cameras fed back to the owner's computer at home. Mm-hmm. So it was clearly on some type of cloud. I guess you could have hacked in and watched the front of the store because that's mm-hmm. all it looked at. If you wanted to. Yeah, if the camera was going to a laptop, you could get into that that yeah. data stream. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, I'll believe it. I mean, it seems like a lot of work, but... Yeah. But, hey, Brian can hack yeah. into anything, apparently. Apparently. Not anymore. <laughs> they learned from listening to Sam and Dean that some werewolves can live on animal hearts. As Michael and Kate argue over what to do... Brian finds something on the film from the night that Michael was attacked. 
He sets up another hidden camera in an office, and when the professor comes into his office, he says he knows he's a werewolf and demands to be turned. On Teen Wolf, they say that that's asking for the bite. Mm. The professor gives Brian some valuable plot information that once you eat a heart, you can't control the urge. But as long as you don't give in, it's controllable. He lost control in a moment of weakness, killed a boy, and then turned Michael to distract the hunters and cover his tracks. And he stole a grumpy cat. (laughs) (laughs) He's truly evil. That's how Mr. Crabtree got grumpy cat? He stole him. Stole him. Stole Stole grumpy cat. Why did he have to have the million dollar dog? He already had grumpy cat. They cover that in the movie. Brian bullies the professor into turning him and then leaves. Hidden camera still in place to catch Sam and Dean finding their prey. They kill the professor on camera, who thanks them before he dies. Yep. Brian goes back to his friends to brag about what he's done. Michael says the hunters will trace the camera back to them, and a fight ensues. Michael is killed by Brian's silver knife. It was handy to have a silver knife around the house. We should have one. Yeah. Really get yeah, they one. they found it in that nice and antique house they were living yeah. in. <laughs> My dad has some like, antique house. Like, that sounds stupid. What's the term? Like in your silver Hist- si- oh, historical. It's, it's a historic <laughs> house or a historic building. <laughs> antique silver historical house. <laughs> yeah. Although, do you, so can you kill a werewolf with like anything silver? Like, could I just like jab like a ring into his skin and that would kill him? Yeah, oh, or yeah. my fillings. If I just like get a good chunk, bit him. Well, doesn't it have to be? Doesn't it have to be like a fatal wound inflicted with something silver? Yeah, I'd have yeah. to do the jugular, but I could work that out. <laughs> okay, I mean, I've got some like. I feel like I have some jewelry that could be deadly enough if I just, like, wielded it right. I feel safe. Like, in your average silver setter, is there a knife that's sharp enough to be stabbed into somebody? Yeah. Okay. Like a steak knife. Silver steak knife? There's some some, some stabby knives. I feel like a letter opener. Somebody's got one of those fancy things. Yeah, silver letter opener. Mm -hmm. Or any knife, any instrument is enough if you've got enough anger in you. I suppose. <laughs> a fork. <laughs> You're just like, ah! As we, as we learned in the, uh, in the Buffy episode, A New Man, you can't necessarily be certain that those letter openers are actually silver. It's true. I wonder if you could, like, stab at them with just, like, a regular knife and then, like, put your silver ring into the wound and then that would be enough. Ooh, there you go. There wow. you go. That's you're creative. Thank you. Yeah, because, like, if, if, you're, if you're shot with a silver bullet, it goes through and through. Does that not kill you because the bullet left the body? Good point. <laughs> good point. I don't know. <laughs> These are good that questions. Into, like silver poisoning. <laughs> or maybe a silver bullet is soft enough that it'll definitely stay in the body because it won't go through and through. Maybe silver just has to reach the heart. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. So like a nick with a silver blade or ring or something would... Yeah, but you'd have to go for like a different artery. You wouldn't be able to go for that. Just the to get back up to the. Well, you don't the want to. The yeah, you don't want to wait have, for it to go. The Winchesters have silver bullets. Yeah. So that's how they get stuff done. There you go. <laughs> All right, so we're in the middle of the bloodbath. We're in the middle of the bloodbath. Um. Brian, wounded but alive, bites Kate's to turn her so that he can have her. Mwahahaha. <laughs> Yuck city. Kate freaks out in the bathroom yeah. and then pretends to calm down so Brian won't be defensive when she opens the door. She kills him, covers Michael's body, and then sits down to start editing this episode, because why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I know, what a weird and crazy thing to do. Like, oh, hold on, I gotta work on this for a minute. I gotta just, I'm compelled to finish up my uh, my project. I'm gonna go turn it in and then leave. Well, okay, so they might not have explained all the motivated camera angles, but at least they did do something that, that for some found footage movies kind of bugs you sometimes, which is like, how did they get all those edits in here in this one tape that got found in the woods? True. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. I guess they did explain it, even though it is somewhat... Yeah, they didn't, ridiculous they didn't, to imagine. A little dodgy, but they didn't explain terrible. all of the camera angles, but they did explain how it got edited before it got seen. There you go. Yeah. 
Just enough. Just enough. Speaking directly to the camera, to Sam and Dean, she tells them none of them were monsters to start with, and cuts to their nostalgic where-will-you-be-in-five-years conversation from 38 minutes ago to demonstrate her humanity. She says she's leaving. They'll never hear from her. She'll live on animal hearts and never hurt anyone. She begs them to let her live and give her a chance. Hmm. Much to Sam's and they do, apparently. Much to Sam's pleasant surprise, Dean agrees to do just that before they leave. Dean restarts Michael and Kate's special song. I think she's going to be back, y'all. I think we're going to see her again. And credits. <laughs> I do. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could. I think we're going to see uh, they're, they're, whatever her name is, the vamp. I mean, the werewolf again. Yeah. Yeah, they're fond of they're fond of ha- of letting a monster go and then having consequences or coming back to it with uh, Amy Pond and before that, um, um, what's your name? Uh, Amber Madison. Benson. Amber Benson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about her. Uh, Lou uh, Lenore. Lenore. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the same as that comic book character. Oh yeah. Yeah, Lenore got to get let go for a while and then ended up ended up in another episode. Yeah. 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 Cool. Could be. Could be. I like that prediction. Hmm. Well, what did we think? Um, I don't know. I'll get to my rating eventually, but, uh, yeah. You know, I thought, like I, like I said, I, I wish that they would have leaned in a bit more to the fact that it's found footage and not given us like a million camera angles for like that murder scene that seemed unnecessary. Um, but I tend to like these sorts of things. So I don't know. I think I liked it more than I would have if I'd watched it alone. I'm glad we watched it together. There you go. Yeah, definitely. I, I cool. think I would have been. Uh, I think I would have tuned out some. I think I wouldn't have. I'm with Darcy. I we're <laughs> like six minutes in. Yeah, you were like, mm, I'm already over this. Yes, and I, I have, have to agree. I hate this episode. <laughs> I, <laughs> the well, first time I watched it, I remember being like, oh, I can check out and do some housework. Yeah. And when we watched it, I did the same thing. <laughs> you know, it says something about the quality of the episode you're watching when even as we're recording commentary, we'd like rather talk about bagels and like <laughs> all these other I made myself a peanut butter bagel as we were watching because I was like, no, why did that? I'm going to prove you wrong. This is tasty. <laughs> but um, sticking with the structure of this, of this, of this uh, Educast show, uh, do we see enough of these guys to decide if one of them wins? I'd say no. I, I would say no. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, we'll have to say neither. Technically, one of them shot the professor. I think it was Dean, but I'm not going to Do we even remember who? Yeah. No. Like I said, I think it was Dean, but I'm not going to... I'm saying neither for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't really in it that much. No. All right, y'all. This is a, a nice, smooth tie. Yep. All right, anybody want to quote this? No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Where is Annie gave a bunch? Yeah, sure, something to to read if you'd like to. Uh, Is it just me, or are you getting a workplace romance vibe from these two? (laughs) (laughs) Did you eat a human heart? Do I really say awesome a lot? <laughs> yeah. I feel that question. I say awesome all the time. They just sat and talked about how they've been apart for a year. They're probably right about that whole office romance thing. <laughs> Clear eyes, clogged arteries, can't lose. Which is apparently a Friday Night Lights reference, which I didn't get because I have never mm. seen no, neither. Yeah, it's clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose is what they say on Friday Night Lights. That's actually a really good show, and I did not think I would like it because I don't know or care anything at all about football. But it's a good show. Is Kyle, yeah. is Kyle Chandler in that? Yes, he is. I remember him from is early, that early edition. The main guy's name? <laughs> yeah, Coach Taylor. 
yeah. The actor who plays Coach Taylor is oh. Kyle Chandler. He, he was on early. You remember early edition where he got the newspaper a day early. I love that show. I love that show. It was a good With show. With the cat. I love the kitty. He was so dreamy. Uh, any more quotes? I'm good. All right, cool. So this is the feedback section. And we have one... Uh, uh, Nutty gave some feedback, and we have a thread of feedback that follows it, and then Simone gives her own. I'm gonna okay, read cool. The, uh, I'll read the thread. Does anybody want to read Simone's after that? I will. Okay. Here's the, the, the Nutty's feedback and thread. Nutty says, Found footage turned into an episode is a cliche, and I'm pretty sure it was cliche when this was made. I'm not sure if I've seen it in a lot of TV shows, personally. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm interjecting in her, yep. her feedback. Uh, this is a prime example of film students thinking they're more artistic, or that capturing life tells a story, or whatever self-congratulatory bullshit. Sorry, BS. <laughs> Bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll put that in there. Now that I've now that I've actually translated her BS to Bill. Sh- uh, yeah. Bills. Bill. Yeah. Something. Bill socks. Bill socks. They tell themselves this kind of episode is only uh, this kind of episode only is interesting. I think to make people to people who get super into film, like Paul. Uh, was interesting <laughs> to me. <laughs> when I watch this, I see poor camera angles and shaky footage just for the sake of making it look edgy. Okay, I can also argue at why are the colors and focus all the same across different formats. I don't think she had time for color correction or the static and interruptions at just the right plot points. Not to mention, she finished watching a movie in a night. All that aside, it's still lame. This, to me, is an episode worth skipping. In rewatch, it is even more so worth skipping. Which I'm sure is an unpopular opinion, since this was a Nubentary episode. Simone replies, I really hate that Scott suddenly has a camera at one point before he's killed. And also, the regular filming and use of the restaurant cameras, too. I, th- I like the rest, though. Nutty says, still letting her go in the end, I think, is growth for the boys. And Simone says, I think it had a lot to do with Dean and Benny's relationship, which we barely know anything about yet. Plausible, plausible. Plausible. He's definitely letting, uh, letting that vampire that he brought back from purgatory run, run about. He is. I don't know what that story is yet, but apparently Simone does. All right. Simone also says, The Oak Hill Werewolf Project. Ah, found footage. Not always done well, but I quite like it here, and I think that's because of Brian, Michael, and Kate. It was a strong guest cast. Who doesn't love a love triangle? Brian likes Kate, Kate likes Michael, and to be completely honest, I think Michael liked Brian. Oh, yeah. Simone, I'm with you 100% on that. For all the jokes that Brian and Michael made about Dean and Sam being a couple, I think the vibe was all projection on their part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really love What's the Matter by Milo Green. It's a great song. We got some more alpha talk, alpha werewolf this time. Starsky and Hutch, Rizzoli and Isles, HBO, Michael Moore, Jackass, Dumb and Dumber 3, Punk, Brokeback Mountain, X-Files. There was a lot of good pop culture. Alien, mutant, or superhero? Mayan god, no such luck. Unfortunately, you're just a standard werewolf, although you are a generation of pure blood, which is rather impressive. Goodbye, Professor Ludensky. Okay, when was all that Piggy and Ralph stuff about? Is that a show I'm too young for or maybe didn't air here? I don't oh, know. No, that, that was either. It's Lord, Lord of the Flies. Flies. William <laughs> Golding. Okay, I've never read it. It's an Yeah, it was that me. split. We had that one moment of when they're in the lecture and he's talking about Piggy and Ralph, but you have to kind of understand that Piggy is like the sad sack character in Lord of the Flies and Ralph is like the jerk leader. So, that's why um, at the end he's like, I don't want to be Piggy, I want to be Ralph. Had to read it. Okay, in all right, that makes personally. sense. I'm glad I know that. Did you really? Seventh, seventh grade. grade. Yeah, seventh grade. We did Lord of the Flies and Brave New World both. Hmm. And 1984. Yeah, they they kind of heavily assume you know exactly what they're talking about though. Indeed. Ralph Wolf Brian kills Michael and turns an unwilling Kate. Kate kills Brian and then runs away to save herself. And Kate finishes Brian's movie about Mike's origin story to explain that none of this should have happened as they aren't monsters. And please, please, will they let her go because she knows there's a better way. I hearts Kate. And the opening credits play over the end so as not to ruin the found footage vibe. Do I really say awesome a lot? Dean. Yes, Dean, you really do. But that's why we love you. Simone Thanks, Simone. Simone hearts Kate and go Kate ahead hearts and animal hearts. 
<laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, Simone. Thank y'all. Which means we get to rate. Yes. And every and, and all of the newbies go. Oh, I hadn't really thought about it yet. Yeah, I have been thinking about <laughs> it, and I'm I'm having a hard. I'm grasping at straws because, boy. And I, 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 I'm, I I'll go. I've got mine ready. Well, I'm going to say before we get into ratings, though, that they they said that it's a that it's a cliche. I don't have. Is there a lot of TV episodes in dramatic series that use a found footage format? I can't think of any. I don't think I've seen any dramatic series that have done it. No. I feel like it's happened a lot in movies. Then uh, X-Files did the cops. Well, X-Files did the cops, so that was based on cops more than it was based on found footage. Well, it's kind of the same thing. More like, yeah, it's it's close. It's close, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head. All right, we'll have to get Nutty to tell us, because she must know. Yeah, found footage in a dramatic structure... In film is 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 a cliche by this point, but mm-hmm. uh, between Blair Witch and uh, and um, Cloverfield. Cloverfield, Cloverfield, yeah. Um, so I actually like found footage stuff a lot. Like I love Paranormal Activity, all of them except for the last one. I thought were really good. I'll watch them any day. I think they're really fun. Um, so I think I was inclined to like this more than others. I like that Dean and Sam had sort of marginal parts in it, and I hope that we see the werewolf again. I don't think it was the best, but I don't think it was the worst. So I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Blair witches. <laughs> yeah, I, for for being a film student, I don't have a ton of uh, besides my fellow film students, uh, you know, masturbatory uh, film projects. I don't really have a lot of experience with. Uh, found footage movies I've never seen Blair Witch or Cloverfield or any paranormal activity or any of that uh, like I said uh, during the Nubentary Man Bites Dog is a pseudo documentary and it's about the closest that I can think of that I that I fully enjoy mm-hmm. um, that's of that kind but that's still that's that's supposed to be a documentary crew following a serial killer so mm-hmm. um, but uh, so that's it. all that um yeah, I didn't feel like it was. Uh, I mean, I know that it was professionally shot to look unprofessional, but uh, I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around the whole thing. So I think I'm just gonna have to give it uh, like a four out of ten. Shopkeepers turned university professors. Mm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, boy, I really. I, I, I'm really glad that I got to spend time with you guys doing this. Always. Always. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I really wanted to bail about six month, minutes in. Um, I just, I, I have no reverence for the genre. I have no real experience with the genre. And the reason is because it's six minutes in. I want to bail. <laughs> <laughs> so I've tried. It's just not my thing, and that's okay. Doesn't have to be. Um, and I, then I tried to just follow the story and be open for the characters and everything, and nothing really grabbed me. So uh, unfortunately, I am going to give it um, uh, two out of ten uh, bad acrylic nails. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Well, that is better than what I gave it, Darcy. <laughs> I um, I hate this episode because I just don't care. Um, I will give it one out of ten peanut butter bagels <laughs> because <laughs> that is what I ate that while we were watching. Part, this. <laughs> well, um. When I knew we were going to do this as a noob and Terry, I was like, oh, God, that's that werewolf thing that I hated. And then I was like, well, you know, maybe watching it a second time, I'll have better perspective or understanding of it. And, like, maybe as we talk through it, I'll like it more. But, no, the one thing in this episode that I was like, oh, was uh, Michael's dimples. They were nice. <laughs> I think, you know, I think I probably would have given it a higher rating if it was a polyamorous relationship versus a tra- traditional love triangle. 
Yeah, yeah I, I just agree kind of that. feel like points for that. It was more concerned with um, presentation than it was actual story. Mm-hmm. And if they had balanced the story more, maybe it would have convinced me to be more invested in it and to care more. But I just I couldn't I couldn't get there. Yeah, it was really like the the broad strokes of a here's a couple in a relationship and a, 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 a you know a third member a, a, a guy that kind of digs the girl. And it was just the very broad strokes of it. It wasn't, uh, there wasn't a a real character relationship going on at all. And since you're just supposed to understand, oh, hey, couple and third guy that wants to be in on it and love triangle. I don't know that he wanted to be in on it necessarily. I mean, did you know anybody in college that had a crush on somebody else's girl? Well, yeah, but that's, a, that's still a love triangle, technically, in terms of the way the, the story is presented. But it was, it was definitely presented in a way that it was like, this barely even needs to be referenced. You know how the love triangle works. This is it. Okay. Annie, what about you? What you got? Um, well, I, I obviously do like this episode. I'm responsible for it being an unpopular Nubentary. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun as a Nubentary. It's not my thing. Um, you know, I never, I never really considered myself a film nerd, like at all. But maybe I am a little bit because the two things that I like most about this episode are the found footage format. I just, you know, I, I just, I guess I like that. Um, unless it's done, you know, particularly badly, I just like the format. Um, I also love when any TV show does an episode where the the primary cast members are really in the background and you get to see things sort of from a outside-in perspective. So the, those are my two favorite things about this episode is the fact that the boys aren't really in it very much. And when they do, they're in the, you know, when they are, they're mostly in the background. Um, I also, I just, I like Kate um, and I like... Um, that Dean appears to have learned something at some point in the last you know, year or maybe purgatory or whatever happened to him. Like, I like the fact that he decided to give the girl a chance in the end and, and not kill the monster for once. So um, I'll give it seven out of ten uh, three foot bongs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So that gives this episode a four out of ten. And I think that's probably about right. Yeah, probably. So, what is our homework for next week? Oh, I looked that up. Oh, good question. (laughs) So that I would be ready for that question, it is uh, Season 8, Cluster B, Hmm? Episode 5, Blood Brother, and Episode 6, Southern Comfort. Oh, Oh, damn. I hope we don't get some bad accents, but I feel like we might. I have a bad taste in my mouth. We don't have have an orange-flavored throw-up taste in our mouth. (laughs) Does everybody have that one memory with the Southern Comfort from, like, when you were 20? I haven't had to deal with Southern Comfort. I I was a little younger than that, and oh, gross. (laughs) I'm I'm not positive that I've ever had any. You mean so only- I would never allow it in any household that I ever lived in. Well, that could be. <laughs> because so I actually time. like Southern Comfort. I think it's a fine. I mean, it's fine. You know, it's not the best, but it's fine. I don't think it's that bad. The only SoCo memory I have is being at a frat party in college where my <laughs> friend stole a handle of it off the bar <laughs> to, like the drink yeah. table at the frat party and I want to say he stuck the bottle in his pants Dar- Darcy has got her headphones off and has had for the last like 5 to 15 no, seconds I'm breathing through it I'm breathing through it <laughs> <laughs> there's some things you that's, just can't 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 get out of your head just can't yeah, yeah, yeah right. that's the one memory I have <laughs> I think I didn't drink any because I was like, I don't want to drink that because it's been in your pants. <laughs> Which is especially good because Darcy had, had her headphones off for that yeah. setup. She missed the setup. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's in the pants. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, too funny. Oh, all right. I'm I'm okay now. Okay, I don't have any predictions for the. Oh, Blood Brothers is probably there's got to be something fairly bloody. 
Yeah. It's going to be a bloody episode, right? Yeah. Sure. But Southern Comfort, uh, orange flavored throw up. Uh, that's all I can think of. <laughs> so sorry. Southern Comfort is from New Orleans, so I'm hoping they come down here for something. You know, maybe there will be some saving grace there. Well, maybe it's a Benny episode because yeah. Benny's Probably. technically from Louisiana. Oh, he's from Louisiana, so maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. Find out. Wow. All right. Well, uh, until that time, I guess it's safe to for us all to say uh, happy hunting. Bye. Happy Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. You've been listening to Idgitcast from quadruplez.com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash Idgitcast. We would love to hear from you. You can email us or send in an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to help protect our newbies from spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The opening theme for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. You can find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. The lyrics and vocals are by Idgitcast founder Allie Jones, who you can learn all about by visiting imthewonderband.com. The closing music you are listening to even as I speak is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as archives of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You may wish to know more about the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, a completed introcast about the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. And now, Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movies have all the best people, who are the worst, who is killing who, and most of all, what, if anything, makes sense. Yvette presents this trove of information at moviesofalifetime.com. Annie works as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host your own event, visit can'tstoptheserenity.com. Bianca doesn't currently have projects available for you to find online, but all of us at Idgicast encourage you to have a visit to your local public library. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, a completed introcast for the television series Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows is on the Encore Plus YouTube channel, and you can hear our thoughts on the series on the Ghostlight Podcast at quadruplez.com. I think I didn't drink any because I was like, I don't want to drink that because it's been in your pants. <laughs> 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 <laughs>